Welcome back to It Starts Now, the happy hour of finance and business. My name is Stanley. Today I got a special guest, Mr. Africa, Mr. International. Just please welcome him. He's doing some great things, man. And I just want to say that it's a pleasure to have him here and what he's doing um, in Africa and trying to change the communities and help out the people there and at the same time helping out the communities here. So please welcome Thank you, my brother. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks for having me, Stan. Man, it's Appreciate a pleasure that. to have you today because uh, you're doing some amazing things when it comes to the border nation. Right. So, um, before we begin, uh, mm -hmm. please uh, introduce yourself. All right. Let the people know what's, what your name, what you got going on, and then we'll take it from there. Well, my name is Abdullah Jalo. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm from originally from Guinea, West Africa. I grew up in Brooklyn, right. and um, I run a media company called Border Nation, and also I'm an investor as well. Um, so with Border Nation as a media company, we do a lot of work from corporate to governmental levels. Um, and uh, we've been doing that for like the last 10 years. And when COVID came, actually, we decided it shut down our business completely. So mm -hmm. that's when we decided to diversify and get into like other businesses, invest and help people and also going through Africa where resources in some parts lack where we can come in and be part of those great initiatives as well. So we've been doing investing, shooting projects and stuff like that. So, you know, it's been fun. It's, it's been, been fun. fun. Can you break down what is Border Nation and what exactly do you guys do? So Border Nation is a multimedia uh, production company. Mm -hmm. So we do three things. We do video production, uh, brand development, and marketing, right? So one of the things, there's actually a breakdown in the, in the chain, mm -hmm. right? In the supply chain of media companies, especially when it comes to small businesses, right? Where if you shoot the video, you have to package that right. and give it to your client. Mm -hmm. Now your clients have to go find a marketing agency to help them market that right. and brand it, right? So the cost keep on increasing as they go. So we decided to go, okay, how about we just, we are fully integrated mm -hmm. where we just take care of the entire process. So we sit down with the clients, we ask them what they want, what the outcome they're looking for. We shoot the video for them. Uh, we edit it and everything, give them a finished product and mm -hmm. then we help them market and brand. And I think it's very important right now because um, content, is like the biggest thing right now. Content is king, man. Yeah, content is king. Content is king. So to have somebody that, or to have a company that can um, really package it together mm -hmm. and put it out there, right. I think is a great thing. But now how does that impact uh, what you're doing in, how do you make that correlation between that and what you're doing in Africa? So the idea of border nation actually came about because I was in the industry right um doing all type of projects i had great mentors right mm -hmm. but my story was never on the screen mm. right and i used to go to places all over this nation where i hear people when i say i'm from africa there is something that they don't understand right right and i'm like i have never seen a lion in my backyard <laughs> you know what i mean i have never seen because elephant. the perception is you're in because, the jungle right right so I remember one time I was in high school and this kid says, oh, 
I heard in Africa I don't have shoes. Like, I'm young. You yeah, know, yeah, this yeah. is not even long time ago. Right. And I'm like, what make you think that? Right? But you know you guys have your embassy there, right? So we all don't have shoes. We all walk <laughs> naked. You That's know? True. But when you get into the industry, you see how content is prioritized. Mm-hmm. You understand actually why certain content are made, right? Because every content have a destination. There's a, there's a receiving audience that's willing to pay for that, right? So for, the, for a long time, the, the content that, um, that pretty much just like demonized Africa, right? Mm. And Africans and distort history and just propagate anything they want had an audience right. that's willing to pay for that, right? So how can we fight this narrative, right? So I was like, man, I'm going to start doing something. I knew so many African, successful Africans in mm-hmm. this country, but they're pretty much invisible, right? Right. And Africans are some of the most educated, earn the highest income in this country among immigrants, but we are invisible, right? So that's where the concept of border nation started to come from. It's like, All right, I'm going to create something and I'm going to tell my story. Right. And... So we started doing that, um, highlighting Africans, doing content that relate to Africa. So we started getting like um, contract. Hey, can you guys make us content that highlight this, 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 this in right. Africa? But one thing I make sure, we never compromise the content. Right. You still try to make it pure to Absolutely. Africa. Mm-hmm. If, if there's no honesty to it, we're we not going to make it. Mm-hmm. Right? If you come and bring a check to us and say you need this, why? Well, okay. In my head, I'm thinking, all right, how will this translate to Africans? Is this actually a true story? Mm-hmm. Right? Have I ever experienced that? Even though I grew up here, but I spent some of my childhood there, right? Right. Is this honest? If it is not, then we're not taking it. So we started doing that. And then there was a demand for it, right? There was a demand for it, usually from institutions, um, like educational institutions, right? Like mm-hmm. one of the film that I did was showing at Harvard and I had to go speak there as to why this ne- why we have to counterbalance the negative image of Africa mm-hmm. um, and so we started developing from that but anytime we make content the question is okay how can what can I do with this right right so you realize okay the, here's another business opportunity mm-hmm. multinational companies like conglomerate spend billions of dollars on ads every year, right? Mm-hmm. Small businesses can afford that. You know, content is expensive yeah. to produce. Yeah. And People, to consistently to ex- produce, but consistently Consistently. Right. Actually, you know, like, I don't know much about it, but we are one of the few production companies that's owned by African that's actually successful in this country that's or that's right. actually building something, mm-hmm. Right. So building content and doing it continuously, as you say, is very expensive. Mm-hmm. And small businesses cannot afford to pay $30,000, $50,000 for a 30-second commercial. Right. But they can afford 2000 They can afford 5000 right? And then they can afford another grant mm-hmm. to help you, to help the market and so forth. So we realized there's a business opportunity, so we just decided to integrate it. Right. Initially, we just wanted to do production. And then we decided, okay, we're going to do marketing and we're going to do branding. Mm-hmm. And that's when we began to kind of see 
the the loopholes within the market so and we took it mm -hmm. um and we we started doing that for a while working with companies all over the u.s right and then but my point is i've always wanted to expand to africa because mm -hmm. the foundation of border nation has an african roots to it right right so you look at the u.s we have so many voices when you go internationally people can recognize cnn abc right or all these other espn or espn right, you understand right. when you go all over the world people know bbc right that's true when you go anywhere else in the world people knows tv5 of france like tv sank mm -hmm. right al jazeera so all these countries have a voice they have a channel that can project their thoughts to the world what do africa have right you know what i mean mm -hmm. like i can i have al jazeera right now within my network i can watch i watch it almost all the time mm -hmm. so if i have access to all of these channels why is in africa with a 54 countries don't have a voice like a unique voice that you can say okay this is an african channel right or this is this country's channel right mm. what is that voice there so that's what we're trying to build at border nation yeah you got that, that's i like that a lot because i think we never look at it from that perspective we never look at it as you know because bbc is recognized everywhere globally right globally globally right? and sometimes i might watch bbc's because i just feel like they're gonna give me a different type of content that i yeah. want to hear right yeah so now that you pointed out that africa doesn't really have that that one station or that that uh company that legacy company to say like this is for africa yeah i call it the microphone to the globe right that's what i call it right africa don't have it no no we don't have it but now you're building that that's the that's the, that's where we're heading okay that's where we're heading so um once i realized there was like the reason why people get the world to get to tell africa's story right because mm. africa is not telling it right or at least the world is ignoring it okay right so al jazeera can tell you what's going on in the middle east you can see it and recognize this is a middle eastern channel mm -hmm. the bbc you can recognize this is a british channel even though it's a global corporation now mm -hmm. right cnn is associated to the us no matter where you go so we need to have that out there so that it can counterbalance to what's happening and and networks are so powerful because the delivery um, of content to millions of or billions of people mm -hmm. at the same time mm -hmm. nothing has ever been done like that before that's why radio was so powerful right and then tv came mm -hmm. and people started seeing it that's why big that's why they spent 200 million dollars on a movie right they get that content back they get that investment back because they can show this anywhere else in the world right and people will pay for it mm -hmm. right so we live in a digital age now where if you don't have a megaphone people don't hear you right you know what i mean so and it also help bridge gaps in my opinion yeah the, explain that 
what I mean by that is like, if you look at the film industry, why are we fighting so much to have stories that reflect us played by people like us? Right. Because experience matter. Mm-hmm. Authenticity matter. Right? Mm-hmm. The stories that comes out of Africa are not authentic. Especially if it is told by people that have never set foot in Africa. You know what I mean? Right, right. So now there's a counterbalance. People like myself, people like um, other young African entrepreneurs that are saying, hey, now we have access to cameras. We have access to cell phones. If you say something is, is not true, you're going to counterbalance. Right. So countering those stories is very important because how people sees you, they can formulate an opinion before they can even meet, before they even meet you. Correct. Right? Mm-hmm. So people are already scared to go to Africa. Yeah. Because they don't know. Because <clears throat> they don't know. Yeah. So ignorance is bliss. Absolutely. Yeah. So why do you have that thought? Because I've seen, I've <clears throat> seen places in Africa that's beautiful. Even the restaurants is like, yeah. you know, it's nice. Yeah. But then, but the first thought of Africa is not that. No. Yeah. Why? Because we don't see it. I'll give you an example. But you guys <clears throat> don't promote it either. We don't. Right. So there, there's a there, like lack of resources and lack of support is the is the main chal our main challenges African content creators face. Mm. Right? Whether it's through private sector or governmental sectors, there isn't enough support out there to help young content uh, young filmmakers or content producers and so forth. So when we went to Africa, we, st- we created a series called Explore Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a series that I created five years in the making before I was able to crack a code and, and go to Africa and shoot. Five years. I have so a, you were developing, <clears throat> writing it. Everything, the whole concept. Right. It took me five years to get it done. But you didn't get an opportunity to go there. Nope. They wouldn't let you in to film it. No, not that, but I wouldn't get partners to partner with okay right we wouldn't get funding Mm -hmm. to do when you tell people it's africa oh you want to showcase the africa that the world don't know they don't care about it yeah right and but in 29 in 2019 we got lucky uh we partnered with ethiopian airline which is africa largest airline we partnered with government uh we went to ghana Uh, we partner with uh, also private businesses. We partner with tourism boards, mm. and we were able to go in and shoot some great content and tell some ama- amazing stories. And the whole point about it was, I decided to hire locals to shoot, because you can't showcase Africa without showcasing its talent. Right. So it wouldn't make sense for me to fly with a bunch of people from here to go there and say we are here to tell your story. You know what I mean? It went, the authenticity is not there. It's not there. Mm-hmm. So we went to uh, we went to Ghana, we went to Uganda, we went to Tanzania, um, <clears throat> and all of these countries, we hired local to shoot the content. I wanted them to capture it from their own point of view. Right. Right. I just don't want to come in as the American kid, and then say, "I, right, I'm, I'm an African like you." But I'm from here. I'm here to tell this story. I don't know it. 
Right. So we decided to hire locals and we were able to create some beautiful content that we were able to partner with these governments, right? And then COVID came and then they stopped it. Right. But the idea actually is there. It started. So now we're going to start going again. So the idea is to go to every single country in Africa and show the world what it is. Yeah. Right. But a lot of businesses right now is going into Africa. Cause yeah. Especially a lot of tech companies are slowly yeah. starting to go into Africa. Why not? Yeah. You know what I mean? Why not? It's, it's the market. Pretty much there isn't enough. There's no competition. Right? Mm. So you look at it like there's this bad image about Africa. Mm. But all of the... If you look at the Fortune 500 companies, almost all of them have a footprint in Africa. So if this company is so, if this continent is so bad, why mm. are you dead? Right, right, right. Right? Mm. So it's up to us now to say, hmm, does that really make sense? Like Coca-Cola been in Africa for the longest. Google is there. Microsoft is there. Yeah. Um, Facebook is there. They, they thinking about putting cables up top. So people can, you know what I mean? Yeah, right, right. There's so much opportunities. But if the image you are seeing constantly is to tell you, don't go there, right? It's a crazy place to be. You're going to start believing it. And that actually will deprive the continent of investment because tourists don't come. I don't know any investor that will say, I'm going to your neighborhood Mm -hmm. Where like, okay, hypothetically speaking, where every single day what I see on the news is death, disease, and, 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 and yeah. trauma. True. And, and starvation. Say, and starvation. Yeah. Right? And say, okay, I'm going to go there and put $100 million there. For what? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's the whole concept. So bad image results in lack of foreign direct investment. So that's why all the partners we deal with, especially government, like I'll be sitting with tourism board ministers and tell them like, look, don't think of this content in its actual form. Think of what comes behind it, right? Think of, think of this with the potential of an investor sitting in New York or Dubai or anywhere else and say, you know what? I like that. I'm going to I'm 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 put my money here. Showcase, showcase the entrepreneurs. Right. Because now there's an Africa rising story. Right? Big one. A big one. Mm -hmm. But it's very complex because it's not detailed. Sure. Right? Right. Like I was having a conversation with a um, couple, of, couple of friends. These are big investors, bro. And money managers. So they talk about everybody's hearing the Africa rising story, right? But where? What are the sectors? Mm. Who are the players? Right? Who, who's contributing to this Africa's rising right. thing? That's, what, that's where we come in. All right. You don't know? We're going to show you the local entrepreneurs who are doing things that are changing their community, changing mm. their country, and help will, change, uh, will help change the environment or whatever. You want to be part of that? Here it is. Show it to them. Because mm -hmm. if I go anywhere else, I want to come to the U.S., if I want to invest in real estate, it's there. There's plenty of content. Right, right. If I want to invest in tech, there's plenty of content. 
anything you want to invest here there's plenty of content mm-hmm. that you can find it you can learn about it and you can contact people so what's like the the law uh, how does the it, it works when you're trading internationally because you know it has to be mm-hmm. uh, more comp is it more complicated or it's just that we're reading too much of it. Maybe it's not as complicated. If I want to go and ship something to Africa or, or receive something from Africa. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a great question. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I said that is because by the end of the year, we plan to expand big into Africa. Mm-hmm. By end of next year, we want to be in the Caribbean. right? We already have something going on in Latin America right now. Um, in Brazil and we are hoping by the end of the year we're gonna have something going on in Colombia as well mm-hmm. when you begin to think on the global scale right and you start strategizing and say okay cool this is my product where can I put this product you begin to see global uh, 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 scale frames that will help you enter these markets. Mm-hmm. The thing that we have as content creators is this cohesiveness with other content creators all over the world. Mm. You go anywhere else in the world right now as a content creator, you can relate to another content creator. You can see what they're doing and know exactly what it is, mm-hmm. right? Because that's your field. Right, that's your experience. This is your passion, and also you have done it. Right, and content is what I call the silver lining thing that people just connect to. People like good content, no matter where they shot. Yeah, that's true. Period. Mm-hmm. You be sitting at home and watch documentaries that were shot in China. You don't know who shot it. True, but you like the content. You like the theme of it, mm-hmm. right? So I realized like, okay, in the US, I have this established, right? We have our corporate partners. We have things we're doing. On, on, uh, um, we have our bases covered. Mm-hmm. But what is the end goal? Where are we trying to be? Right. What are we really trying to build? What mm-hmm. is the why? We're doing this, mm-hmm. right? And that's when we started looking into Africa. Like, okay, from the beginning to now, our content has been consistent. The team has been consistent. It has a lot to do with Africa. I guess now it's time to take it there. Okay. But then when you take it to Africa, we create pan-African content. That's what I like to call it, mm-hmm. right? And the African diaspora is all over the place. Everywhere, in, everywhere around the world, mm-hmm. the Caribbean, right. Latin America, the U.S., right? right? These people want to learn about the continent where their ancestors came from. The best way to create a bridge is by creating a content that speaks to them and say, hey, Africa is not just this crazy place that you heard about. You can still come back here. And when you begin to do that, you begin to understand global frames. You begin to understand how to put in how to put in place a global business that can function anywhere else. Mm-hmm. So once we open our office in Ghana, the idea is we're gonna create the content studio where we produce it here, 
and then we're gonna distribute it to all 54 countries in Africa that's the goal right right and then distribute it in Latin America the same content mm -hmm. right and then distribute it in the Caribbean and then here in the US so that will allow you to have your location but have a global reach okay so that's how we began to look into it okay. and then execute are you trying to as you get bigger and bigger because you guys are really growing mm -hmm. so as you get bigger and bigger are you trying to partner up with any like a netflix or anything like that a big brand mm -hmm. that that can give you more exposure more streamlining or this is something that you guys want to do on your own so um for border nation we are go i mean we open for business mm. you know what i mean yeah. netflix got the checks yeah. right come on through we open for business yeah. we don't discriminate as long as if our content work for you let's talk business right right, right? uh we're not trying to compete with anyone and we we can never say we we are not going to partner with this person or that person because mm -hmm. that's a bad business move right but Biz, uh, border nation as a media company what we trying to do is to build a, a production house that can distribute content right uh the content distributors we are open to that right the idea eventually is border nation will become like this content creation house that distribute content to companies like netflix when they come to africa disney right um, we are seeing a lot of media companies switching to digital now, right? If you come in, hey, we're here to help. Right, right. What do you need? We got it. Amazon Studios, Comcast, mm -hmm. right? Viacom and mm -hmm. all these companies. Um, even news medias now, you know, the New York Times, Time Magazine and all these other companies, mm -hmm. they all need short form content. We got you. Mm -hmm. Come through right give you a different perspective right other giant companies of course uh we want to make series and stuff like that so we are open to that as well because okay. we're making content for both tv and online distribution mm -hmm. as well so yeah so let me ask you this uh when it comes to creating the content like mm -hmm. what is it that like if if i'm new to this yeah and i want to learn Mm -hmm. to create content to the way I can distribute it around the world. Mm -hmm. Like what would some of the steps or suggestions you recommend? Um, that's a great question. I mean, I struggle a lot. I can't sit here and tell you that I have the answers, mm -hmm. right? We're still small compared to a lot of companies. Um, I would, you know, everybody, you know why I don't like to follow inspirational speakers? Mm -hmm. They cut the middle part. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know it took you a long time to build this, mm. where we are sitting right now. But nobody knows about um, the long nights, the sleepless nights, right? Mm -hmm. They don't talk about the time you skip going out with your friends because you're trying to build something. Right. Or the time where you had no money because it takes money to do this right, right. right so my whole thing would be like look don't give up on it but you're going to struggle a mm. whole lot however be open-minded and willing to learn 
Bro, I I go anywhere right now, look. Right, right. I come to your spot. I want you to show me things. I'm a student of the game. Right, right. I have no pride. Pride kills, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely <laughs> does. Man. Pride kills yeah. success. Yes, it does. My mentor told me that. Mm. I was I was 18 years old. He said, "Look, if you find out what you want to do with your life, you have solved 99% of your life issues." Right? Mm-hmm. But you have one thing you're going to have to deal with is pride. Pride kill, bro. Mm-hmm. Pride kills success. Pride kills your pocket. Mm-hmm. Pride kills everything. So I would say don't be prideful. Learn. Um, listen. And never give up on yourself. You need to have an idea. Right. Don't never compromise on the idea. Right? Don't try to do everything by yourself. Yeah. That would be it. <laughs> it's literally, or whoever says they could do everything by themselves. Yeah. Like, yeah. You can. Or the other thing, um, but I like what you said about pride. Pride definitely kills. But, you, you know, a lot of people don't want to admit when, uh, when things are not going well, mm-hmm. like you said earlier, or things don't work out in their favor or whatever the case may be, or they think they know it all. Yeah. And all of a sudden, they become prideful, and they say the wrong things or do the wrong things, mm-hmm. and they start blaming other people, right? Uh, is this person false, this, this, and this, and that? Instead of taking ownership, like, you know what? Um, I'm in this situation because of myself, right? Mm-hmm. So I have to take myself out of that situation. So these are the things that I think people struggle with when it comes to understanding facts yeah understanding that listen um i may need to humble myself because i'm not in that position yet facts right and even when you get in that position it's still best to be humble because you don't know somebody may know something way more than you definitely yeah so or sometimes just listening even if you know a lot listening because you might learn something new it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter where it's coming from yeah we have we have two ears and one mouth for a reason Absolutely. You know what I mean? So now you talk about some of the things that you're invested in right now. Yeah. Yeah. You want to touch on that? (laughs) Is that to you? Yeah, man. I mean, yo, I talk to Al all the time, bro. Yeah. And Al is, he's a solid guy. Mm. Right? And as an investor or as a businessman, Mm -hmm. you and I are business people. Yeah. You have to be open-minded. Right, mm. and it comes down to pride. If you don't know, ask questions, learn. Um, me and my brother run this border nation, right? My brother is the numbers guy, right? I'm a creative guy. Mm-hmm. Once you merge them two together, you get something good. Correct. Um, when I was traveling around Africa, I came because you know we were interviewing a lot of entrepreneurs, and you can see, man, like there's so many opportunities, yeah. You know what I mean? Like if like if me and you go to Africa right now, you'd be like, damn, how much how much you want me to put down so we can get this? You know, you have entrepreneurs that have great ideas that is struggling to raise a thousand dollars, two thousand dollars, right? And you'd be like, I, I got you. Right, right. You know what I mean? Because I know how to flip this. Right, right, right. And you take your global concept because we live in a global city in New York. You take that global knowledge and you go down there and you see this 
like small businesses mm-hmm. and entrepreneurs with great vision and great product and you'll be like all right cool how can i be part of this right. that's how my investing team started but um a lot of my mentors man growing up i was gonna go into banking you know mm-hmm. but i knew from the jump i don't want to work for people i might work for you right right but it's temporary you know what i mean yeah because you got your goals and your vision because you got your goals and vision mm-hmm. like you know minor setback for major comeback mm-hmm. you never have to you know what i mean yeah, yeah. you never have to lose the vision so when i was traveling across africa i started seeing these entrepreneurs and looking at the product and as we interviewing them i'm thinking like man how can i be part of this right even mm-hmm. though i live so far away how can i be part of this i come back i kept in touch with all of them um and hey man we just decided to put some money on it you know um everything is a risk right but mm-hmm. when you see great things if you believe in it you follow your gut you do it so me i i came back me and my brother we sat down uh we looked at the product we started crunching some numbers all right we on mm-hmm. if it work it work if you don't work why it don't stop true you know what i mean yeah we keep it moving so that's how we started going into like investing in africa but i had a lot of friends who have made a lot of money in africa mm-hmm. telling me yo get into farming do this do that but since i i wasn't there i didn't see it i didn't believe it right, right. until i went and saw my own eyes mm-hmm. so that's how we started um when covid came a lot of the people that i met there you know because Africa is a communal society, right? And it's so big, but people go to the market to sell their product and stuff. So we created a marketplace because one of these communities we profiled when we were, for example, in Uganda, the entire operation shut down. Now kids have no clothes, mm-hmm. like no fees to go to school. And then, you know, there's the medical challenges as well. Mm-hmm. So we decided to buy the product um, just to help them get some money. And that's how our border nation marketplace came to be. What did I call? Ah, I'm like, yo, bro, you know how to do this e-commerce mm-hmm. thing. I don't know how to do this. What's up? Mm-hmm. You know, let's yeah, he's do very good with e-commerce, bro. And, and he's dedicated. Right. I like that. I like that passion, man. Mm-hmm. So I, I, you know, I called him. I said, you know, we got this going on. What's up? So me and him started talking and talking because you know he's always also trying to figure out okay where does this come from yeah, yeah. so i told him i say look there's ton of these businesses in africa why not let's jump in so now we're talking about collaborating and bringing those product to the us and all over the world so we're gonna use border nation content vehicle to market the product and promote it yeah and promote it and use pavement as the distribution side of the business so and then we're going to integrate it so we have the storytelling narrative mm-hmm. and then we have the actual product and the distribution pavement is handling it border nation is doing everything else the same thing amazon works mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. we don't have to recreate everything we just follow the, the blueprint, blueprint. Yeah, that's, that's it, it. yeah so that's how we started investing man and then we're building onto it right now that's good man 
So what's the future for? Because it looks like you got hands on pretty much everything right now. So um, what's what's the future for Border Nation? Bro, I'm trying to build the first global network for Africa. That's the goal. That's the five year, ten year goal. Mm-hmm. Um, we got something exciting coming um, next year in Ghana. Um, we are working with like a big network here. I'll tell you off air yeah, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because we haven't announced anything yet. Okay. Um, and we're still putting the, f- the finishing touches okay, into okay, it, but okay. major, major. Yeah, yeah. Just think about like the like a level like, like the scale, like the Grammys. Right, right. You right. know what I mean? So the next next step is right now we're trying to build a foundation. Right now we are in seven countries in Africa. Right. Um, where we can get content going anytime. That's how television works. They have people all over the place. I want to have people all over the place. So if I need that content, get it going. Let's go. Right? Um, we are going to have our distribution deal in Brazil. Brazil have the largest, it have the largest group of black people mm-hmm. outside of Nigeria. All over the world, right? I want to tap into that market. Mm-hmm. So, and Afro-Brazilians are powerful because the majority of the country. I want to have something that I can relate to them. So me and my uh, my team down there and connects people that I met mm-hmm. is trying to get that onto you know piece of paper, sign that, get it going. Um, conversations happening in the Caribbean. The Caribbean, man. Some of these Caribbean countries, man, they are the proudest black folks ever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to get into that market. Mm-hmm. So the next step for Border Nation is just build this content house and then become a global distributor of Pan-African content. Yeah. Well, That's it. <laughs> good luck, my brother. My I man. I know you're going to do it. I, I appreciate, appreciate it, man. <laughs> Thanks thank for having me, man. No, you're doing no. great work. Thank you, man. You Where can it. people reach you if they wanted to like get in contact? Man, um, I like to say I'm an open book, yeah. but I'm also um, reserved. But people can just reach out to me on social media. Okay. Um, I just finished doing the Yali chat, which which is the Young African um, Leadership Initiative. We have a deal coming with the State Department. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but people can reach out to me on social media, man. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Just hit me up. That's what's up, man. I'm open to learn. Yeah. You understand me? I'm open to learn. I'm not too prideful. Um, and I don't I don't think people should. So No, nah, you're doing I, I really like what you're doing with um Border Nation, I think. Yeah. It's just it's only a matter of time before you crack that that ceiling where whatever it is that's holding you guys back. But from what I've been catching up on and from what I've been understanding, you know, to me, the story is amazing. Not only because of um, what you guys doing as far as content wise, but the fact that you're also trying to change the narrative in Africa by creating something for like, you know, blow a horn or something Mm -hmm a legacy channel for Africa. Right. And to me, that's amazing because I think it's about time for people to like, like myself too, because mm-hmm. the perception has always been 
you know, lions, jungles, and yeah. dirt everywhere, not, yeah. not city streets. Uh, and when I saw, like, pictures and when I saw friends that were coming back from Africa just from visiting or going on trips, mm-hmm. it was just an amazing picture to see, amazing image to have. And I just like what you guys are going to do uh, for it. And I'm so excited for you guys. Bro, you, we're here for you, bro. Yeah. You know, like, this is a collective work. It's not a one individual work. Right. We, when you look at our Explore Africa series, no video start with wilderness or animals. That's, we did that strategically to tell people, yo, Africa got skyscrapers too. Yeah. You know what I mean? It all start with like big buildings, the city, you know, a drone shot showing you the city. 